at the risk of sounding like a poser, which is kind of an insult that I rarely hear tossed around anymore when really troll or just a, or, well, I really can't come up with anything right now because this video or recording, if we're being more specific, because I only do audio for the most part, is just a shot in the dark, as well as just my own way of using up time. I would rather be used, I'd probably find more productive if I was reading, but the anime fan in me won't die, so I figured I'd just get it out of the way because I enjoy making content like this. I'm sure I'm going to piss off a few Bleach fans. I mean, I don't necessarily consider myself a fan of Bleach. I mean, my relationship with Bleach over the decade and a half since I first heard about it has been kind of like a bad man crush. That's the best way of describing it because it's like... It's like as if when you like, uh, I guess the perfect example is like you're not gay, but you like somebody in, a, in such a way that you admire them that you just can't stop thinking about them. It's basically like as if you like an actor who, who you almost feel that if other people were to see how much you like them, they would assume you were attracted to them. Well, depends on how we define attraction. You're talking about if you're talking about physical attraction or just natural attraction and a fascination, that's a whole different story. And I've had that same relationship with Bleach from time to time, because although I'm not a big fan of the story, I like the aesthetic, several characters capture my attention, whether it's Ukiyota, the fourth Espada, or Kenpachi Zaraki, if I'm saying that last name properly, from the 13 Cap, I think it's 13 Captains, Christ, I really, I really can't call myself a Bleach fan, but when it comes to Kenpachi Zaraki, I've always found him fascinating, because one, I think he's a good motivator as a character, primarily because of his battle with Ichigo, but not because it is the greatest battle in Bleach history, but again, I'm sure a lot of Bleach fans would argue with me and contend with that. At the same time, though, it's important to explain why I like that character, and I think there's something to be found. Just like a, you can find in any great character, even if you don't necessarily like the product you're discussing, and I wouldn't call myself a person who hates Bleach. I do agree with this YouTuber called Super Eye Patch Wolf, and I'll drop several of his analysis videos where he describes his own relationship with Bleach down below and how it's like, a, I guess he called it a failed masterpiece, or not a failed masterpiece, but it almost could have been a masterpiece. And when you look how unique Bleach is, I kind of would, wouldn't think that's a far-fetched assumption to make, given the fact that it does take a lot of influence from multiple cultural influences, aside, tongue twist there, aside from its Japanese origins, but in addition to that, it just looks fascinating. It's hard not to look at because it incorporates even Spanish iconography into its aesthetic. I mean, the fact that, that one of the realms in that show is called El Hueco Mundo tells you that the creator of the series definitely had some respect for, spa for whatever Spanish iconography he was assigning to the show, but not just for the sake of style and and attention. But that being said, there are a lot of unique characters in the show that can certainly be explored and say something fascinating. I mean, there are a lot of YouTube channels dedicated to exploring many of the characters in the show that naturally you wouldn't have thought about or even thought were that deep, whether it's Byakuya or uh, Grimjow, and Grimjow is kind of a character I would probably like to do a video on, given that I do like something else about him, his rebellious nature, very much like Zaraki, Kenpachi Zaraki, I almost fucked up his name there, but gladly I'm not a complete idiot, hopefully, but then again, 
this video is still too early, so who knows how far I'll get before I realize that I'm just shooting myself in the foot. That being said, the reason I like Kenpachi Zaraki as a character is primarily because of the speech he gives Ichigo in that fight, where he says, this is a battle of swords, not, no, this isn't some fist fight, this is a battle of swords. Oh God, I'm already butchering the speech, but again, I'm not a Bleach fan. I'm, I guess you could say a half-assed Bleach fan. Anyway, going back to Kenpachi's speech, where he says this is a battle of swords, not some fist fight. And then he tells Ichigo that he loves power, and he likes constantly fighting in order to measure and test that power. And there's a moment where Ichigo tells him how insane he is to, to assume such a thing. But then Kenpachi contends by saying, you need, think you need a reason to fight? You fight in order to gain power, or do you want crave power so you can continue to fight? I haven't figured it out yet, but who cares? And then he encourages Ichigo to continue to fight and to continue to get stronger. And there's, I just like the way he just openly admitted, I don't really understand myself. And that's something that's always interested me about characters like that. Because not, some of Kenpachi's lines are kind of late. Well, they give you the sense that he's kind of like this laid-back nutcase who is psychotic, but he's totally cool with it. And... Yeah, that can be an appealing thing about a character, but it's something that can easily be dismissed as a trope as, a, as opposed to something much deeper and much more analytical about human nature. In fact, even the video of which that speech is done, which is done with some extra background mu music to make it more stylized, it's not called Kenpachi's speech to Ichigo on fighting. It's called Kenpachi on human nature. And that is the probably the best summation of it because... When he tells him, you fight in order to gain more power, or maybe you've gained power in order to continue fighting, it makes me think of Nietzsche's description of human nature. Well, not just human nature, but the nature of every organism, how every action, regardless of whether it is intentional or not, is an act of, of the will to power. I mean, even this recording I'm giving is an action in regards to the will to power because I'm trying to gain power over to whoever is listening and convince them that there's something or some sense in the bullshit I'm spouting. I mean, I don't want to claim I'm being humble because I think anybody can do that as a way of boosting their own narcissism, but I might as well try on my end and say that I think I'm humble enough to self-deprecate myself and calling myself an idiot, but even there's an action in which I'm trying to initiate some form of power to convince people that I'm not entirely full of shit and there should be a reason as to why they should keep listening. But going back to Kenpachi, when he makes that statement and he openly admits his own ignorance, his partial awareness and his ignorance by saying, I haven't figured it out yet, there's something very humble about it, but then he openly says, I don't really care. He, man, there is some truth to that because he, open, he says that as a way of saying that he accepts himself. He doesn't truly understand himself because I mean, every human being or every self-conscious creature faces a moment of existential angst or contemplation where they're trying to understand themselves. I think we go our whole lives trying to understand ourselves in a way where we try and make some logical sense out of the actions we take, but then we do things that deliberately contradict those original intentions, or we just do things that don't make sense out of impulse. 
And yes, it does bring us to contemplate our actions later on even further. But even then, we're in a state of ambiguity where we don't really know why we continue to do these things. Why do we engage in self-destructive acts, especially when things are good? Why do we continue to pursue things that don't necessarily give us total joy, or only give us a temporary amount of joy and pleasure? And yet, very few people openly accept that they haven't figured it out and make peace with it. In the case of Kenpachi, when he says, I haven't totally figured out my desire to get stronger, or my desire to continue fighting. I just like it. It reminds me very much of a character from Hunter x Hunter, Crollo Lucilfer. And for those of you who are Hunter x Hunter fans, I mean, you'll probably understand what scene I'm talking about. That's the scene where Gone asks Crollo why he and the Phantom Troop, his organization, are killing these people. And instead of giving some justified reason or some... In apathetic answer that basically says that beneath me it's he openly states that I guess I'm doing this the reason I'm doing it to understand myself to know why I guess that's the best way of putting it I mean it's been a long time since I've seen Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter it's very hard it's very hard to delineate how that title is said because some people have often called it Hunter Hunter or Hunter x Hunter but to each his own. When Crollo makes that statement, he doesn't feel any shame in the answer he's given, but he's more lost on him. It's almost like when Gone asked him that, he's reminded of how important it is to get the answer in understanding himself. And although he's at peace with the idea of the, the horrible things he's doing, it almost seems like there is a dissatisfaction that he hasn't figured out who he is, but at least he understands why he's doing the random acts that he's doing. And although that might be different to Kenpachi, I mean, I'm not saying he's not entirely curious. I'm sure that there's some... Well, not really. I doubt he... I mean, again, I'm just taking a shot in the dark here because, again, Kenpachi, I've never watched... I've never committed myself to Bleach. I've only seen bits and part of it, parts of it. And there were times where I was dedicated to it, but I gave up because, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the same the reason I do, I do the, with Naruto. Filler. Filler fucks it up. And again, that's shonen for you. It'll always find a way to fuck, fuck its creators and its fans at the same time, acting as if it knows what the fans want when they really just want a good story. There's a reason we love animes like Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball Z, and Hunter x Hunter as opposed to Bleach and Naruto, which have their moments, but unfortunately, I don't think they came out as successful as they needed to be. Because the idea, even the ideas behind them are brilliant. I mean, with Naruto, it's just basically about how ch children can be told, uh, sorry, tongue twist there, how they can be turned into militarized soldiers, while as opposed to Bleach, ah, oh, fuck, that's a hard one. I mean, I guess it's really just about gaining control. I mean, with Bleach, it's a little harder I mean, not for me because aside from the fact that it has a great artistic background, it has a colorful variety of characters to explore and be fascinated by, I can't really say what the point of that show is. Outside of just, just, just typical shonen. But again, I might be butch shooting myself in the foot when I make this analysis because Again, I've said it before, probably like seven times in this review. I'm a half-assed Bleach fan, at best. 
Anyway, going back to Kenpachi's speech, I still just find it fascinating because the idea that he can fully accept the, the nature of himself and the actions he participates in, despite the fact that they don't really have any meaning to them or any sanity, makes you wonder what is sanity? What is the reason to live, to exist? Why do we continue going on? Because as I've stated in prior videos, I'm not religious. I'm open enough to admit I'm an atheist. And I'm open enough to admit that there isn't really any purpose to life. At least I don't believe there is a purpose to life because to me, I think in many ways it is random. Now, I'm not saying there can't be some sense of order, but that's all an act of willpower in itself. The will to make some sense out of the, out of the chaos or the stream of chaos that we're constantly inhabiting rather than just simply letting it play out like a bad soap opera. At best. I mean, don't take my word for it. I mean, this is just my thoughts, my random, scrambled, chaotic, unstructured thoughts on a character who is chaotic, unstructured, and even manic at times, because I don't, I would never call Kempachi a hero or a heroic character, even though he, he fights for the, on the side of the good guys in some sense, but that's also a means of just pure self-interest and for his own amusement. He's basically like Vegeta. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I would never compare him to a character as sophisticated and as three-dimensional as Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, which I would definitely like to do a video on someday. But I do like the fact that he is one of those anti-hero, anti, edgy anti-heroes in some sense who will do the right thing, but also he will help the good guys out of his personal self-interest. I know he has that little girl on his shoulder that is like a best friend to him, and obviously he cares her if he keeps her around. So I guess that illustrates some of the genuine goodness that resides with him, as opposed to him just being some rampant dog who likes to get his kick. Because make no mistake, he, has, he exhibits the personality traits of an addict who likes to fight. And for the sake of it, because I mean, as to what triggered that, who's to say? I mean, I briefly know very little. No, I know only a little bit about the environment of Bleach within the Soul Society section and how there are certain hierarchical structures within that pyramid and there are some lower classes of, of souls that live in some form of poverty. And like any poverty-stricken environment, there's going to be some chaos or some destabilized form of violence where it's basically do a dog-eat-dog kind of environment where everybody fights just to survive and from what I learned about Kimpachi it seemed like he was in that position as well where he basically lived by that doggy dog mentality and that benefited him because it allowed him to kill somebody of a higher class and rise up so sufficiently that he was that he was promoted to a position that was far beyond what anybody from his lower economic or or social status could have granted but at the end of the day, it does say something even deeper about the nature of humanity and just civilization, how it's just only an act of willpower that we enable these structures as a way of maintaining order, rather than them having any real basis for being established or having any respectability. I mean, let's be honest, plenty of the people who are elected to be leaders are un either unqualified or promoted because of connections they have with certain institutions, certain individuals, with enough capital to sponsor them or make sure that all the right hands are shaken, all the right dicks are stroked or sucked. Take their pick. I mean, it's, it's Washington, D.C., or politics in general. Everybody has their own vice and their own preference or their own kink, how you ever want to put it. And as crass as an analysis that may be, that's pretty much just the nature 
of, every, of well, every living organism. It's all a means of the will to power. And, I mean, I don't, I hope I'm not using that analysis as a way of making myself too sound intelligent because, again, these are just the ramblings of a moron who wants to sound intelligent while at the same time trying to bring some humor to a character in many ways exhibits traits of humor because, as I stated, Kimpachi is definitely fucking crazy in many ways, or at least he's considered crazy into the standards of which a normal person would judge him. But that, again, what is normal when you think about it? I mean, I'm, I made a video on Hannibal Lecter where I was putting the question of his morality up to the table because in comparison to the United States Senator, he was belittling and humiliating and frankly to my own amusement because I find it rather fascinating that someone like Kampachi or Hannibal Lecter will be deemed a monster or an insane madman, yet a lot of the people that will openly make that declaration do things that contradict their own behaviors or their own commitment to civility, and even at the behest of people that they didn't tend to hurt. I mean, going back to the Hannibal Lecter angle, that senator, you don't know who she is. You don't know what kind of laws she has signed. You don't know what kind of bills she has passed that have had a widespread economic detriment to the citizens of her state. I'm not saying she did it intentionally. I'm not saying she did it because she wanted to go out and hurt people. But maybe there was a benefit in terms of her keeping her position. Maybe there was, maybe it was some misguided form of idealism that she didn't really fully analyze. Because, I mean, I can't shit on a politician entirely. Or at least the regular tier politicians. Because there's no way they can absorb all the information they need to to function properly in their job. They have loads of advisors. But, and administrators and people working under them. But even those people have their own intentions or their own misguided set of beliefs that influences the way, the direction of their own positions and what stances they take, that it's real, in many ways, their posi whatever positions they take are really shot, a shot in the dark. And I'll even say this for a dickhead like Joe Biden or Bill Clinton, who signed the 1994 crime bill. I'm not saying, I'm, I think I stated it once, that maybe they didn't do it because they were intentionally trying to destroy the lives of all black people. They were just probably... They were probably just trying to benefit themselves, but they thought that there was some good in what they were doing. Again, I'm not condoning them. I mean, I think it's easier to condemn them, and I, th I would probably be more sympathetic to someone willing to condemn them, especially with the damage it's done to many black families, how it's increased the, the profits of the prison industrial complex. But at the same time, I doubt they even fought out that far out into the future. I mean, at best, they were just so fucking indifferent or just not that analytical or willing to contemplate the consequences of their decision, they just went willy-nilly with it, which is what a lot of people do, especially a lot of people that assign a lot of moral value to, the, to their actions or even the statements or even the criticisms they give of people that they consider beneath them, which is clearly what you see in that scene in Silence of the Lambs when Hannibal Lecter is being, is being judged by that senator who even tells them, take this thing more, even though, I mean, and it's kind of rather disrespectful, I mean, okay, maybe it's not disrespectful, because, I mean, he did insult her and her daughter, and I wouldn't do that, because, I mean, that character, that senator should not be dismissed as some evil politician or some hypocritical politician at best, because the film goes out of its way to illustrate that she's a caring mother, and how when she's trying to 
reach out to Buffalo Bill. She's not identifying her daughter as simply her daughter, like some political tool that a, a politician would use. She's saying her, her name. She's openly saying her name, Catherine, multiple times, just because she's a mother and she loves her daughter. Anyway, I feel that I've gotten off Kempachi Zaraki a little too off, but I mean, there really isn't much to say is that he's a badass character. He's much smarter than people realize. And the fact that an insane person can often say more sensible things than a traditionally normally sane person often says does say something about the way we approach, well, being civilized, being rational, and how even, I even talked about this in my Dark Knight Rises video, and how, no, my audio, not video, god damn it. This is not a video podcast, this is an audio podcast, because I'm too fucking camera shy to put myself in front of a camera, for the most part. But anyway, when Nietzsche was talking about, in addition to the will of power, Nietzsche talked about how the advent of nihilism would definitely be defined by a commitment to a form of rationalism that would pretty much further enhance nihilism. I mean, look, logic is helpful, but it is also an, merely an attempt to create some sense of order, not a guarantee. And too much dedication to logic can almost, ex can almost resemble that of the obsessive dogmatism that was part of what made monotheism such a turnoff for guys like Nietzsche. And a guy like Kempachi, who basically doesn't openly admits he doesn't even know why he does the things he does, they just are who they are. And he says that I was born this way, and I accept it, and I fucking like it. Anyway, those are my final thoughts on Kenpachi Zaraki, which is a unique character among many of the insane, psychotic characters I've come to appreciate in my own love for art, cinema, literature. I mean, I wouldn't say he's the greatest character I've taken a look at, but once you watch that speech video I've dropped down below, you'll get excited for a guy like that, and you'll just say, fuck, that's so badass. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Open Door Films. Check out the Bitcoin buying links, please. You get a reward for clicking on these links. Satisfy my greed, please.